Well, that's what we're doing right now because this is too important. Pass up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you want to get into it, man? Yeah, well, it, it, this is this is an emergency podcast. Oh my man! Oh, uh, I would just listen to this before you call me, man. Like, man, this shit is crazy, man. Isn't it though? <laughs> I mean, our, our hero, our hero, man, has a, oh, he's taking such an L right now. I mean, L's are taken from time to time, man. Like, there's, there's, there's Dude. no, oh, man, there's no, like, escaping it, man. Drake took the mega L on this one. Let, let, let's just, let's just break it down from the top. This is Hyphenation, world's greatest podcast. Barack Obama approved. I'm Kellen Conley. That is my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson. And there's a there's a diss on the internet that we have to talk about right now. <laughs> oh man, this is the diss, man. I mean, I it's, mean, it's so personal. It doesn't even feel like a normal diss. It almost feels like he's reading Drake's diary. <laughs> I mean, I'm highly sure Drake forgot he wore blackface at one point in time. <laughs> I can't believe that. Man. That, that's insane. I can't believe it either, man. I mean, that oh, who like I'm guessing that's definitely between like the Degrassi era and like his mixtape era, but shit, man. He, like Drake thought he paid off everybody to get rid of that photo. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just insane. It's very Like, I can't believe that he would ever, regardless of the grassy or anything else, that he would actually put on blackface for a camera. And then, I don't know, man. I mean, shit, I mean... He's he's young. He's Canadian. He don't know no better. But goddamn, that's that's just an L, man. Like there's, like, I tweeted that this was stronger than Jay put in Mob Deep on the summer on Summer Jam screen. I mean, you can you can explain the Mob Deep like you a kid, your parents put you on ballet schools, whatever. But blackface, my nigga, like. There's no explaining that away, man, at all. It, it is summer summer jam screen big, man. Like, how how in the world do you go after Pusher T of all rappers and have that kind of dirt on yourself? <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> we, I mean, we we gave. Drake, you know, benefit of the doubt for like ghostwriting and whatever. And I, I honestly, I don't think he really had ghostwriters. Like, if you want to say he had like collab, like collabors, okay, I can admit that. But like, blackface, like he got secret kids, man. What the hell is going on? I mean, and Drake's always had daddy issues, oh. and for him to pull this card on him. And like name the kid and everything. And then it sounds like there's more that he could unveil if he wanted to. I mean, it's gotta be more somewhere, man. Like, I mean, shit, like, man. So what, to you, what was the most scathing part of the diss? I, I gotta say the kid part is bad. I mean, the blackface was on the cover. I didn't think it was real at first. Yeah, but to find out that he has a, a secret because it's one thing like you're a famous rapper you're going to have kids you're going to sleep around but 
to have a fame have a kid that you apparently don't take care of and don't claim. He got a whole ass kid, son. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I used to think Jay Jay was like that. I really and I, for years I thought Jay had a kid somewhere. Um and yeah, then that whole still, stuff feel like free. Yeah, yeah, there's still rumors out there that Jay does have other kids besides the three that he has would be, but it I mean for on the eve of his album, the month of his album, like he he had all the momentum after Pusha dropped. He kind of shit all over Pusha. And then for Pusha to just calmly just roll this thing out, like he's just been waiting. <laughs> that that's the worst part though. It's easily the kid. I mean, but you gotta think, I mean, Pusha, if you give the credit for Pusha being calculated, Pusha has been making these songs since since at least the last well, like uh four years going at Drake. So Yeah. Yeah. He you know he had something, but no one expected this, man. Like this is this is fucking crazy, dog. It it's huge. Like this this like this is a serious this isn't just a diss. This is a serious blow to not Drake's credibility as a rapper. It's Drake's credibility as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we are, man. Like, I mean, because, I mean, God bless Freeway. But whenever Freeway was like, yo, put the beat on, like, he never recovered from that. I mean, the the only people to survive real disses were fucking Jay and Nas, man. And you can you can even make the argument that, like, even after like the whole like, even after Takeover and like and like um, Blueprint Two and Ether, like Nas's commercial career basically disappeared after that. Even though he had like commercial, sh- like uh, he had underground critically acclaimed shit. Like his commercial career was basically non-existent after that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like what got yourself a gun was the last real radio record I feel like that uh, had any kind of steam. I would say that. Oh, I, well, I would say um the um the joint that Heavy D got arrested dead. Uh, yeah. Um. That but that was kind of like that was a that was a good record. Like I was in New York when that record came out for a little oh, bit. Nice. And nice. Like, like people gave that record love, but like. Commercially, I don't think it really did. I think on the if you were in hip hop, like that was a good song, but like commercially, I don't think that was really successful. So, I mean, Drake, I mean, Drake has records about women, and how are you gonna do that? He a Debbie, <laughs> like Drake, Drake has a female empowerment record that was supposed to be the record of the summer. Yeah, and now it's like, what woman want to be with you? You you hiding a whole ass kid dog. with with all of these great black actresses and all, all this. It was definitely w- women's empowerment movement, and the song is dope. And now he's like, seriously, I thought Roseanne was going to take the biggest art uh, L of the day. Like this is bigger than Roseanne. I feel like it, it totally is, man. Hip hop's biggest star was in blackface, dog. <sighs> and not only that, he's hiding a kid, and his baby mom's is um <laughs> some rando. No offense, Drake, or that woman. That's rude to say, but I mean, no, like Pusha went in the closet, pulled out the bones, hit Drake in the face with them, then broke some bones, and he said, I'm gonna put some of these away for later. Volume one, chapter one. Yeah, man. He, I mean, oh man, he he went out his like it's so wild. He called Drake beat. He called Drake a deadbeat while calling Drake's dad a, a deadbeat. Man, like right. Oh, that shit's so fucking calculated, man. Like, and oh. it, it it's beautiful, and it, it's 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 so beyond just a, a battle rap. Like I've said, like. I've listened to it once. I only listened to Drake's diss once, and I really thought that was fire. And I was waiting for Drake to come back with that second record. And then he came out with that terrible record on Saturday night. What was it? I'm upset. 
Oh my god, that song is bad. That's it's really song. bad, isn't it? It's bad. It's very that's bad. My, that's like that sounds like it came off of um more life, and I don't enjoy more life. It sounds like a more life throwaway, is what it sounds like. It just, sounds like, it just sounds like a throwaway. Like it's <laughs> is really weird that he followed up like at the time it was like one of the biggest disc records we've seen. Like he had all the momentum. And then I'm upset drop, and I'm upset that I'm upset drop. Like that song, yeah. Like it, it just doesn't make that didn't make any sense. And then to go from upset to day after Memorial Day, like this is going to go down to hip hop history because Drake doesn't just have a record to address. It's not that like Pusher made it impossible for him not to respond. And when I say respond, he made it impossible for him to not put out some kind of statement just about the cover alone. Oh, man. He, I, I, he has an be, album coming out this month, Marcus. Like, seriously. How like, there's going to be nothing that Drake can say that's going to explain that photo away. Like, no, and the shirt too. Like, it wasn't like I, I didn't catch the shirt until I started digging on Twitter. Well, and then, like, I saw the genius annotation, and there, there's like two pictures. There's one pusher used, and then there's the black and white one uh, that's like right beside it. But he has on blackface on his t shirt. Oh. Bright ass colors. See, man, we. Drake is going to. He literally has to drop the greatest diss song of all time. Like. And then he turned it around on the story of OJ, one of the, our, me and your, me and you both, one of our favorite records last year about our favorite rapper of all time. Well, yours is Pac. My favorite rapper of all time. Jay-Z last summer, we talked about 444 in episode 35. And this, this is insane. Like, this is the perfect way to roll this out. Like, it all ties together. All the pieces matter. This is The Wire. This is why I'm re-watching The Wire, ironically enough, right now. For this record. <laughs> man, I mean, all the pieces matter, man. Like That's the episode is... title. Don't let me forget. All the pieces matter. <laughs> and, like, it's, I mean, because if you, if you compare this song to The Wire... You have all these different things in motion leading up to like this this crazy sort of ending. Like, I mean, Pusha T, like Pusha T is the embodiment of the wire in a rapper. Like yeah. he's, he is the boss. He's Omar. He's Omar. He, I mean, this song is the equivalent of new putting a body in a vacant. And like Drake yeah. body is in a vacant in West Baltimore somewhere right now, man. Like, all right, let, let's let's slow down a little bit because I've been a little manic running around trying to get this to work, and then two, just because of the excitement over the record. But let's slow this down, just for those who are completely lost by what we're talking about. <laughs> all right, so Pusha T dropped his his second. Solo album, I believe, because the one was an EP. His second full solo album called Daytona on Friday. Um, leading like leading up to f- last Friday, um, the at the listening party, it came out that Pusha was still taking shots at Drake over Quentin Miller writing uh, at least two songs that we know of. On if you're reading this, it's too late, including the the hit song. Um, crap! What was the name of the title, Marcus? the know yourself and from there because uh, 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 daytona dropped in the morning drake came out around the time i got home on friday night i feel like or a little sooner and you got up in the brain trust right on twitter and was like yo did you hear what drake just did to push it i was like i was like all right i want to see what drake got I, I was i was skeptical to be because I was like, what's he got for push? And then of course he dropped what he dropped to push du- the duppy freestyle. What's a duppy? <laughs> uh, it's a um it's like um Caribbean slang for ghosts. So it's sort of like a play on a play on words like he's not only is he turning push into a ghost, um 
Also, if you think about Kanye and Cuddy's album, uh, their album's called um, uh, Kid See Ghosts. Kid See Ghosts, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's playing he's playing on that. So he he drops this record on Friday. Pusha doesn't really do anything. Let's the weekend play out. Drake drops his awful follow up record on OVO Sound. I'm upset on Saturday night, which we discussed. The holiday passes. All day passes. People are still discussing Duppy freestyle, and then about ninety minutes to two hours ago. This record came out. The Pusha T diss back to Drake, and this is where we are now. And this is the official Hyphen Nation first emergency podcast because I was just like, I have to figure out a way to get my act together and get Marcus on this call right now. <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's a magical time for music. But, but let let's let's go ahead and get our questionnaire on. So. Um, I was I was watching actually the Hot 97 uh, piece that Ebro and Rosenberg were doing this morning about where the clips, well, the, the Pusha T issue of Cash Money and Young Money and Wayne and Drake has came from um, before this. And then they were also unpacking a lot of stuff about the disses that Kanye took in the Duppy Freestyle. So first question I'm going to give you, Marcus, yeah. is how... how how does how did the Duppy re- freestyle affect Kanye from your perspective? I mean, shit, Kanye was already in the shithole for me already. Obviously, <laughs> from that great piece from the from Mark Rob, the mrarcrob.wordpress.com that I was great. You were gracious enough to let me be on. So yeah, he was in the shithole with both of us. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Plug. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, the funny thing is like. Okay, I think W Freestyle was really good, but Kanye really did take the brunt of the diss. I mean, because if you break down the whole diss about push, it's really more so about you don't you don't really sell as much drugs as you, you claim you do. Which I mean, you can say about virtually every but well not ninety-nine percent of all rappers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they embellish as rappers do. But I think the stuff about Kanye, that shit hurt. Like, that shit was real. Like, the part about Virgil, uh, when he was like, I can never have Virgil in my circle and hold him back because he makes me nervous. I mean, like, that shit, like, it, that shit sounded like it was super fucking personal. Yeah. Like, because like, Kanye's whole thing in the fashion industry is about how, like, he's been held back and he's been, like, disrespected. But someone like Pharrell, who is a black man in the fashion industry, had the same opportunities as Kanye, had nowhere near as many gripes as Kanye had, but Kanye, you know, finds a way to stumble on his own feet. So, hmm. so like, to say the would, least. Exactly. So it would make sense that, like, he definitely held Virgil back in some way. Um, yeah, like, the, you niggas are leeches and serpents. Like, <laughs> like, Man, like I think, I think Drake really did a great job of getting both. He definitely got Drake, uh, Kanye out the pain. Like I pop style for thirty hours and let him repeat. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. And and the crazy thing is that I didn't know was when I was listening to Ebro and Rosenberg, they said that Drake was just in Wyoming helping with wow. everything, and then Pusha came with those bars on Daytona. Now, I don't know how much contact they actually had personally, because according to the genius interview that Rob Markman did with Pusha, like the way the compound is kind of set up in Wyoming, Utah is like you got your own room and you're doing your own thing. Kanye goes in and out and you don't really see a whole lot of people. I mean, you'll go out and hang. But at the same time, knowing how Drake rolls with the crew, I, I can't really see Pusha being like, hey, man, uh, what, what's up? How you doing? And, you know, I, I think there's genuine tension. I don't feel like there's going to be ever going to be fisticuffs, even after this record that just came out tonight. But Drake was just uh, in Wyoming helping Kanye. Nah, I don't know, man. He just pushed this 40 hard dog. Like, that was dirty. That, that was the, that was just, that was, woo. that was the part that felt like an authentic diss. It's like, oh yeah, you're kept, your man's going to catch a body. Like literally he's going to catch a body. 
Oh man, like it it may be a problem over that. Like, I mean, we gotta be real about Drake. Like, a real question to ask about Drake is would Drake have his same career without 40? And I think they're super fucking close. Like, from everything yeah, yeah, from everything that I've known about them, like, I mean, the moment that I guess they linked up and vibed out and like it's been it's literally been magic ever since. Changed so, their lives. Yeah, man. So I legit think it really may be like an on-site thing. So I think I think all that bad blood shit, I think it's real now. Like I think before it was all sport, but now like I think this shit is like I think it's beyond that now. Cause even even in Duppy, Drake was like, um, what do you say? Tired of sitting quiet and helping my enemies eat. I mean, yeah, like he, I, I bet he was in Wyoming writing raps for, for Kanye and giving him a verse, whatever. So, yeah, man, I think that's just dead. <laughs> yeah, like the the, I remember when uh NCV did a documentary on Drake, like right after it was when he's in the mastering process of um, Thank Me Later. And they he had a couple shows and stuff, and they they broke down in one segment his relationship with Forty, and me being Drake guy I am, shut up Lamarick, um, <laughs> me being the Drake guy that I am, I knew that Forty and Drake had been friends for a while now because they they linked up, they hit it off, and they genuinely became best friends. And like they from Eight Hundred Eight and Heartbreak, they crafted the whole Drake sound that. It's been evolution ever since. They they truly are best friends. And Drake seems to like have his people or his best friends with like Oliver, 40, Future. Um, I'm sure there's some other ones not coming off the top of my head, but these are genuinely his friends that he has brought in with him. And for Pusha to after Pusha had already done what he had done, Pusha's just like, oh, let me throw shots at the sick kid. Like that's like walking up to John, like seeing John Cena doing a Make-A-Wish, right? With the sick-ass kid. Going up, pushing the kid over, then getting in John Cena's face and doing the You Can't See Me sign in his face. Like, that's what that's the equivalent of. I mean, hey, man, shit. I mean, Pac open, hit him up with, I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. (laughs) When Pac did that, there was no more rules to this shit, man. Like, everything everything was fucking everything was on the table yeah like everything was on the table man so i love 40 i love everything that he's helped drake do with his career but i mean you gotta catch these shots dog like (laughs) he gotta catch these shots man How, how soon do you think we get some form of musical response from drake because like i said i feel like He's got to put out a statement tomorrow as far as blackface goes. He can't let that live without there being something. I mean, I think, man, because the funny thing is, like, Drake, um, I don't know what rap you can, (laughs) I don't know what rap you can rap to explain your blackface past. (laughs) No, no, I'm, I'm saying he has to literally go through a publicist and release yeah. a statement statement like not music yeah i was asking you when you i thought we would hear a response but i'm saying that tomorrow he has to put out something in the public to apologize for that picture no yeah yeah that's what i'm getting to like Sorry. <laughs> i think i think that um yeah he's gonna have to explain that shit fairly soon and i don't know if like a if a, some tv studio like forcing to do it or it was like some, I don't know. I, yeah, he had to talk on that soon. Like, if we if we can get an actual record, like, because I thought Push would actually drop yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think it's better he didn't. Like, he, he did it when no one's watching NBA. There's no sports on. Like, it's the start of the summer. The only thing on right now, like, is baseball. So, right. Like, so, yeah, man, drop the shit on a Tuesday when no one is really paying attention and then, like, fuck up people's world. I think if we're going to get a record from Drake, like, shit, that's got to come out, like, this week, man, by the end of this week. I mean, we need At about... At least. 
we need about a three to five business day window to work. <laughs> like we, like we can't like, cause the funny thing is like people, we need this records ASAP, but like people forget, like even doing the Jay-Z non shit, like there was a long ass time between records. Yeah. And, and even like, um, even a little after that with like the locks and state property, pieces, mm-hmm. like, they and even like the 50 cent and like um <laughs> yeah. even the G unit and locks, yeah, and the jaw rules and like 50 cent beefs, like I mean they had them to like mixtape, so they could go like weeks and months and then drop something. But now man, like I mean, we need these shits in three to five business days, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we Yeah, need- like I-, I feel like the first this that really went viral and things were happening rather quickly was 50 and and, and uh Cameron because he 50 dropped funeral music and then Cameron came back with Curtis and then 50 came back again and then Cameron said it'd be a hot summer and that was it <laughs> but that was like all within a two month span I feel like and that was quick for us back then like yeah. when the, the beefs that we, you were just talking about like let's see the stillmatic freestyle came out in the summer of 01 Jay did Summer Jam in summer of 01. Takeover came out in September 11th, 01. And then Ether didn't drop until October, November of 01. So, yeah, the waiting period has definitely changed. The game, the rules of the game have changed. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, because, I mean, back then, like, not everyone had computers. Like, like no one had, like, file sharing shit. Now it's not even like it's not even really file sharing anymore. It's like you just basically just find a shit to download and that's it. Like people you can go people's SoundClouds and and Spotify's like there's no like there's no waiting anymore. Like people because the funny thing if you remember like um uh oh boy like oh mm-hmm. boy is a classic record like the story goes like they they got the beat um they heard the beat from uh, Just Blaze. They recorded it with Guru. That same night, they put the shit on um, Hot 97. And then, like, they mixed it. And then, like, it was an official single, like, like the day later or some shit. Yeah. Like, and, but that, back then, like, that was not the norm. Like, today, like, you, you record shit, put it out. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, even for this, um, even for this new push of this, like, I'm very sure he probably wrote this shit for like a day or two, recorded it, mixed it for like within the day and like just put this shit out today. So like them days are waiting on them, them days are gone. There's no purpose of waiting anymore. Right. Um, okay. So we're like obviously we, we know what Drake's facing here. Like this is huge allegations against him with the blackface and the child that he's not taken care of and bringing the father into it. Um, how would you think, um, or not how would you think, where do you think Pusha goes from here? I mean, the funny thing is like Pusha on a, on a diss, he said that, um, Daytona is the, the the best album of the year, and I mean, as far as rap shit goes, like this year, I mean, it's definitely up there. Um, this song really only elevates him within the culture. Um, I think, I think this is going to get him more streams on Spotify. Oh yeah, uh, oh it's yeah, gonna get him more attention like nationally and. I mean, shit, man. Like, the funny thing is, like, I don't know what good music has to offer for the rest of the year, but I mean, if this is like telling, like, they're gonna have a good summer. And like I said, I well, I didn't. I told you, like, I was confused about what I'm gonna do with Kanye going forward. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm gonna listen to Kanye's album or the Kid Cutting Kanye album, but like. I want to see if the rest of the rest of good music, see what they can do 
and to see if they can like sort of build off the momentum that that push has started. Push has given them a hell of a start, and I'm not. I too, I'm not going to listen to Kanye's album. The only other thing that's coming out, if it's truly coming out, if he's actually not retired, would be Nas's album, and he's apparently a piece of trash too. So I kind of have to weigh my options there. It might be one listening out, according to what Khalees came out with not too long ago. Yo, uh, I'm trying to figure because like Khalees made the allegations, and then that was it. Like, like I swear, like people start talking about it after like the day that all the news come out. So, because Nas is retired, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I guess that's all it is, man. Like, I mean, it's it's Nas. It's not like she came out and said I had a baby by. Drake and he hid it from the world and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dog, he's gonna have that like conversation with his moms, man. Like, I, like I, that was a lad. That's when I when I was tweeting that to the Brain Trust group. I was like, Yo, I gotta get this emergency pot off if I can get this thing going. I, like, because <laughs> I was like, like how would Drake's relationship with his mother? If Pusha made all this shit up. Like, that's one thing. But do you really think that Drake's mom is completely unaware of there being a baby? Because I can't see a world where his mother being the mother that he has described to us and we have seen over the years. I can't see a world where he says, hey, mom, I got a grandkid. I had him out. (laughs) And she's (laughs) fine with it. Like, I feel like she like from the, the, the relationship stories we've heard between them. She would not be fine, especially with his upbringing and his dad not being around. She would not be fine with him having this kid that he was not claiming and taking care of. And I'm not even talking about it with some Ray Charles shit like from Ray, like when he was sending uh, what's her face the money for the kid that he had on the side. Like, I, I truly feel like the way Pusha said it, Drake has nothing to do with this kid. And I don't feel like his mom would be OK with that. Like, do you think he really hid this from his mom? Uh. <laughs> that's that's the that's the breaking point for me. If I can convince myself that Aubrey did that to his mother after all everything that I know about him and his mom, like I that's that's huge, man. Like what, Marcus? Here, let me break it down like this. <laughs> so, you get a girl pregnant, and you know she has a kid, and you did this like oh whatever I'm not gonna take care of it whatever don't care, and then. Imagine the conversation when your mom calls you up random four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, hey, baby, what's going on? You're like, oh, nothing much. Like, guess who I ran into around the way? Can you imagine that conversation if your mother finds out you have a kid that you're not claiming and taking care of? Fuck no, man. Like, I mean, for as Drake is, well, for as personal as Drake can be on records, it's very surprising that like he hasn't even mentioned this this kid or even the situation like at all because he's he's like name drop strippers he's been in love with and he's, every single he, one yeah yeah he's I mean yeah and that's always been very questionable why he would do that but I mean he still does it and so we feel like we know more of Drake than you know what we probably should. But for him to have a kid, like, just out of, just in the shadows, like, it's one thing, like, for, like, okay, someone like J. Cole, who, you know, he got married, and the news of his marriage, it came out by, like, total accident. Right. But Drake, like, J. Cole isn't professing he's fucking mad bitches across the world. (laughs) Like, that's not... That's not J. Cole's thing anymore. No, not since uh, the first album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but Drake is this sort of like he's a guy that in his records he's always hurt by women because he claims to give them so much. But to hide a whole ass kid, man, like that's wild as fuck, man. <laughs> like that's so wild. I just had. This crazy theory. Remember a few weeks ago when somebody asked Rihanna about Drake and she said that she doesn't really talk to Drake anymore? Yeah. 
what if what if obviously they're on again off again friendship relationship whatever they are it's it's been a thing for years now what if rihanna found out that he had fathered this kid by this woman and wasn't doing right by that kid and that's why she decided to stop talking to drake I mean, there's a laundry list of reasons why Rihanna should not talk to Drake anymore. Well, besides him being obsessed with her, yes. Yeah, and so I'm pretty sure if she found out, then that just would have been icing on the cake anyway. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, like, I know for the general public, you know, we just aren't hip to shit because, you know, we're just not in the mix. But I definitely think, like, these celebrities, like, they definitely talk like they definitely know each other's business. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rihanna or I mean, because think about it, Pusha knew. So if Pusha T knows, obviously someone who had a, a romantic relationship with Drake, they and someone as a celebrity with even a higher status than Pusha T, are like it's. I'm very confident that she knew about it. If Pusha knew about it, I'm highly confident that that uh, that she knew about it too. Right. And then I just thought about it again. Did Drake kind of bring this on himself with that Virginia Williams line? Hell yeah! First of all, the the best thing that Drake did was never respond to Push. <laughs> he never responded to Push after all these years. Like, well, he Pusha said he responded on, um, oh yeah, on that two birds, one stone. Yeah, but even then, like that was so light subliminal. Yeah, that like he didn't even need to drop that record. But I mean, what what did Jay say? Do not bark up that tree; that tree will fall on you. Like, mm-hmm. like Drake was not listening when Jay gave us that gem, man. He wasn't. So that tree fell on Drake hard. So man, so I, I need to re-listen to the record again. I need to re-listen to both records. I mean, you gotta listen to all three, man. You gotta Yeah. <laughs> gotta take it back to I, I do I haven't listened to Daytona yet. I was gonna get Daytona on Thursday. I was going to check it out. So that is on my list and it's going to be coming to the recommendations section near you of hyphen nation. But Daytona, Daytona is a good album. Um, think, uh, did you like Pusha's first album? Um, the one that had the barcode on the front? No, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't love it. No. Oh, why? I like I like the King Push EP. Was that what it was? The Prelude, the King Push. I yeah. like that, but the first album I was I was pretty disappointed with. Like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't and it wasn't anything to do with Pusha. Like Pusha's raps are always going to be Pusha's raps, but it really for me, I thought beat wise, it I I had trouble with it holding my interest for prolonged periods of time, and it wasn't something even where the raps were making the beats better. I, and I just had a lot of trouble with it. Uh, I did like the prelude, the King push though, but the first album I, I, I did not love. So do you not like push on like minimum beats? No, I do. I, it just, it just was too much minimalistic is the problem for me. Like it, right. it's such a cohesive sound and comes from a, such a gritty area. And mind you, I haven't listened to this album probably since the years come out. But still, I, I just felt like it kind of blend, ran all together for me. And I, I just could not really enjoy it as a whole piece of music. I had songs on there I liked, or if a random track came on, that's fine. But listening to the whole album, I just was not a fan of it, the way it was sequenced and put together. Uh, well, this album, it's definitely not as minimalistic. The, uh, the production is, uh, I would say... The production is more engaging than that album. And okay. If you like Pusha T as a rapper, like this is an album for you. Love them. But yes, I think this album, you won't have like any, I think you'll like this album. 
Okay. I have a feeling we'll like this album too. Um, did you have any kind of guilt about listening to the album like uh, a certain someone did that I spoke with on Twitter a few days ago? I don't want to throw her out there unless you want to. <laughs> um, what do you mean? I'm lost. Oh, okay. Da- Danielle had said that she felt guilty in listening to Push's album, even though she really liked it because of oh. Kanye's uh, being involved with it. And I said that I, I separated Kanye and Pusha, and she said, well, watch the Genius interview and then get back to me, and I did. And we had a little conversation about that. So I didn't know if you had the same feelings as her as far as your enjoyment with Kanye being involved. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Kanye produced the entire album. Right. So, and there's a Kanye verse on the album. So Which he starts with poopity scoopity. Uh. Well, yeah, something along those lines. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's that is something that you have to wrestle with, like, because me, mm-hmm. me and Danielle, we we definitely talked about. I mean, because even the piece that we wrote with, like, you know, just in general, like, just not tolerating bullshit from celebrities anymore. But then Kanye produces this. I think this great album from a rapper that I really like. So she, she listened once and she's never going to listen again. Um, right. She, and she liked the album. Like she thought the album was good, but, and, but, you know, I don't blame her for not listening anymore. Um, I can, I can sort of rationalize like my listen to the album because even though it's Kanye making the beats, it still pushes lyrics that I really fuck with a lot. And yeah. even when even when Kanye comes on, I don't listen to his verse. I listened to it once. It was terrible. I'm never gonna listen to it again. <laughs> so so I kind of rationalize in that sort of way, but I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be something that you constantly think about when you listen to the album. So so it's gonna be a choice you're gonna have to make. And I feel like either way, I would say you're not um I would say either way, whichever way you decide to do, you're, you're going to think about Kanye. And so I don't know. I, this for me is not going to lead me to listen to a gay solo album. Um, but I don't know. Like It's, it's a choice you got to make for yourself. But either way, I don't think you'll be wrong with the choice that you'll make. Okay. I just thought that was interesting. So I, I thought I'd run that by you. Um, uh, where, oh, Speaking of, uh, since we were talking about Push's solo work, what's your uh, favorite clips project or album? Um, the funny thing is, like, I know people people say that um, Hell Hath No Fury is their best album, mm-hmm. but I the funny thing is, I first got into clips from Till the Casket Drops. Oh, okay. I I'm not gonna lie, like, I was I was super late because even on even like um they had like you know grinding and what happened to that boy, like I at the time, especially for grinding, like I just didn't get all the drug shit they were talking about. Like grinding came out when I was in like tenth grade, I think. Oh, here we go. And, <laughs> so, I'm so, younger than you, Kellen. Thanks for thanks for uh, waving, pointing that out to everybody in the crowd, there, Marcus. But go ahead. <laughs> nah, man, you're just a seasoned vet, man. That's oh, you, you you lie. Go ahead. <laughs> but no, but like, cause I, I mean, but that I'm really speaking more toward my um, my you know, me being naive. Like I didn't know. I just thought the beat was fire. I didn't know all the drugs that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like like the legend in two games like on Pee Wee Kirkland like I didn't really know what the fuck that lyric was about, but it was something that like whenever to the cast drops came out, that was a time I was listening to a lot of lot of music, and that album was one of the best albums of two thousand nine. Yeah, and I really liked to the cast drops. Yeah, I thought it was fire. Then I went back to Hell Hath No Fury. And then I went back to the original Clips album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite, I think my favorite song 
it's probably keys open doors from hell i have no fury like i love that fucking song um but, i really like ride, ride ride around shining too oh yeah that song's fucking fire yes and from until the cassie drops the um one of my favorite actual verses from malice is that um is that last verse on to the cassie drops that's um I'm looking at the list right now. It's um actually no, it's on footsteps when he's like um um when he's talking about it weighs on my conscience and I hate conscious rap. Like yes, that yes. verse is fucking nuts, man. It is, man. Um, like that that was I mean that was the last clips album that we got too, so I mean we nobody knew that at the time. It's gonna be the last one we get, man. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's definitely they hit a home run. I mean, shit, they hit three home runs in a row, man. Like pretty much. I mean, they they caught a brick when their first album didn't quite come out because here's a little history for you. They had a single. Oh, what was that single called? It came out in like 2000 and it had a video out and everything, and they were both rapping their asses off, and Pharrell produced it, but it didn't go anywhere. And then they came back in 2002 with Grinding. And then ever since then, it's been home run after home run besides the label trouble with Job and stuff. But yeah. I have to agree that Hell Hath No Fury is my favorite clips, but I enjoy all the clips albums. But have you heard, and I'm sure that, you, well, I mean, you were late to the game, so you may have missed this or you may have caught up later. But one of my favorite projects of theirs and it's not just them, but there's two other guys in it, and they actually have a different name. Go by the Reup Gang. We got it for cheap, Volume Two. Have you heard this? I need to go back to those mixtapes, man. I've heard people say those uh, Reup Gang mixtapes were fucking fire. So the first one is fire. The second one is Supernova, and it features one of Pharrell's first appearances rapping on the album. Like, I think he's on one or two joints just, just spazzing. And this is before he, he started doing his own solo rap work. And nobody knew he had it in him until he got on that mixtape. And everything else is already fired, too. So it's pretty yeah, incredible. Because I remember people talking about his verse from that and how people were impressed that, like, he actually wrote his own shit for that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, so I, that's my recommendation for this episode. Is we we got it for cheap volume too. I'm gonna go back and re-listen to it with y'all as well. So, <laughs> <sighs> all right. So, Drake wore blackface to wrap up. Uh, he has a baby mama and also a baby that he a, a grown ass kid, as you said, a whole kid that he's not taking care of. Pusha compared him to his father. Pusha also said that Forty should just go ahead and die from his multiple sclerosis. And here we are. <laughs> here we are, man. We're, we're the dust is settling from this atomic bomb that exploded on the timeline. Yeah, and, and and this is the first ever emergency pod of hyphenation, and I'm glad that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man, definitely. So, Marcus, you have anything else you want to say about this before I, I let you go? Uh, like I said, man, we got three to five business days. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so that would be between June first and the fifth. I mean, that's I mean, that's plenty of fucking time for Drake to cook up something. Yeah. Like and like I said, like it's really going to have to be like it's going to be one of the best dish records ever. And the only two people out now that I think that could make that, I mean, well, three really, is Pusha, Drake, or Kendrick. So, I mean, it's, do you think Kendrick has this in him? Do you think Kendrick could have made a better diss record than Pusha T? No. I, I feel like the, the, pro, the problem with Kendrick, and I hate to call it a problem, but there's two versions of Kendrick. There's album Kendrick, and then there's feature Kendrick, regular rap Kendrick. I don't love regular rap Kendrick as much as I do album Kendrick. They're both great in their own way. But if this was, if Drake had came, if Kendrick had threw a bar and Ken, and Drake had responded last week, and then we're facing this record that we have tonight, I don't think it would have been the same 
response. I think Kendrick would have wrapped his ass off and said some mean shit, but I don't think it would have had the same impact. Like this, this could pretend this is going to hurt Drake's stock. Like he's going to lose sponsorships over this unless his blackface explanation is like phenomenal. Like I was drugged. (laughs) I don't remember this picture. I mean, it's gonna have to be something special, man. I think in the front, I think you're right about like these two different Kendricks because like Kendrick, especially with his like um especially with his feature verses, it doesn't feel like he it feels like he, he does his own thing instead of listening to the actual song yes. and listen to the other rapper. So he'll just sound awkward as fuck on a future record, like because especially the the mask off remakes he did, mm-hmm. like yeah, that was, that was just bad, like that that just wasn't good, and it was because he didn't like future was rapping about future things, and Kendrick tried to make it like a deep meaningful record, and it's like no guys, it's not that at all, like. This is not the place for those type of records. So doing too much. Yeah, he was. He was. But yeah, I don't. And like I said, like I think, I think sort of the bad thing that Kendrick has set up, sort of set up for himself. His albums are so like they're so like they're crafted so well that they always have to tell a story now. And yeah. so he's, I don't know if he can make an album that's just a regular rap album anymore, which, which, I mean, if your album's about something like that's never going to be a bad thing, but it's like, it's always going to have to follow some sort of linear path. Right. And a song like he did on a song like Michael Jordan that he did on, um, uh, overly dedicated, mm-hmm. where he's just rapping over a trap beat, like those days are gone. Oh yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think that like I don't think that we can really get like a street song from just a, a random street song from Kendrick anymore. I don't think we're gonna get that anymore. I and, and I don't think even with if Kendrick had the knowledge to push it ahead, I don't think. He would have used it as effectively. Yeah, I think he he may have tried to go like too lyrical with it, like try to make it too complicated. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, push push got straight to the point. He like he he was clear cut in his messages, like 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 oh yeah. Like, he was almost it was almost the way he was saying things. It was almost like. I'm just going to lay this out for you and I'm going to round these bars together as I do it. <laughs> yeah, like it's like he he talked to him like a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> He's I understand what you're going through. I I can tell you why you're this way. So yep. so it was it was really telling how like effective like you don't have to be lyrical miracle spiritual to make a good rap record like you can, if you want to make your point, just make your point. But if it's a diss record, just make it as vicious as possible. Mm-hmm. And he totally did that. One last question I just thought of. What are the chances that I'm, I'm thinking if Drake, if Drake does decide he's going to respond on record, which he should, as far as, and also put out a, a press release about this damn blackface. If whatever Drake puts out, I feel like he's going to come out with two songs, whether they're directly the same night or like within days of each other. What are the chances that he brings out Wayne, brings Wayne on a song to go at Pusha with him, and and we finally get Wayne truly going at Pusha and not some drugged out Wayne? And I'm going to only ask you this because I thought Wayne seemed more lucid and focused than he had been in years on dedication six and on d6 uh whatever reloaded and i wonder that if he's still in that same space we know that he just pushed a few years back and was trash but does drake bring in wayne 
I mean, <laughs> if he brings Wayne, Drake's not the right it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the funny thing is, like, I mean, I think, like, why, like, the, the, actually, that raises another question: like, why is Wayne never really dis pusher? Like, he's never done that. So, I, I kind of have a feeling that what happened to Drake is one of the reasons why. Maybe Pusha just knows too much shit. Like he's friends with one of the most famous producers slash of what is it? Um, due to like I mean he's done multiple film scores now. Um, Pharrell I'm talking about. Like Pharrell isn't just a, a rapper, singer, producer. Pharrell is one of the biggest names in music. Period. And he's best friends with the dude. You think he didn't? They don't call each other up and shoot the shit for hours at a time. And Pharrell just is like, "Oh man, blah 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 blah," knowing that it's Pusha. I mean, Pusha's from the Pusha's has a code, so Pusha's not going to sit there and be like, "Oh well, Pharrell told me about what happened a few weeks ago with uh, Kim K and some some dude gave her." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just maybe he know thinks that maybe Pusha knows too much, and maybe. Maybe there's just something else more that pushes just holding over his head. And it's like, if you ever bring something to me for real, this is what I'm going to slap you back with. Because I know these things about you. And I know you don't want these things out in the public. Yeah, I mean, I could. Like I said, man, like I said before, like the industry that they're in is super small. So like, yeah. people talking like that's not that's not very surprising at all. So. I think that, I guess, I mean, he would have to know from somewhere this information. So, like, you couldn't, you couldn't Google this shit. So, so yeah, man. I think people talk. I mean, people let people let secrets slip away. People gossip. So, so yeah, man. I mean, he had to know from somewhere, and I think, I think Pusha has like the funny is if Pusha has one more disc left. It's going to be in the in the vicinity of this disc, so it's going to be it's, it can be just as bad. Like <laughs> it can be just as bad as this disc. And the I first think that, thing that pops in my head when you said that is like Push is going to come out and say that. God, I can't even say it. It's so awful. But Push is going to come out and be like, you know, Drake's uncle that helped him get on and all this shit. He's gonna say some shit that he molested Drake or something. I'm like, oh my god. Oh man, that's that's gonna be too wild, man. If he okay, I think there is a limit. <laughs> is there? He, I mean, he he. Uh, I, I, is he not at the limit already? <laughs> I mean, child molestation, man. I mean, that's. If that's the river people want to cross, <laughs> oh my god! I Man. really hope that pushes pushes seems like the dude to be like, yeah, your uncle who who helped you with all that money is probably just giving you that to sh- just shut up, money. I don't know. That's uh, a terrible bar. He'll say it way better. <laughs> oh man, that's that'd be a wild ass shit if that happens, man. That's all I know. Yeah. <sighs> Wow. So everybody enjoy your night. Me and Marcus are going to go about our respective nights. Um, I just did this on the fly. It's, that's why it's called emergency podcast. So I'm going to go and uh, try to wind down from this disc. I'm not going to listen to it again. It's going to get me hyped up again. So let's do it in the morning <laughs> or something. Jump back into the, the brain trust thread and, and say a couple more things. But uh, Marcus, I, I greatly appreciate you as always, brother. You too, fam. Thank you for having me on, man. Oh, uh, of course. This is this is your show too. And next time y'all hear Marcus, since things seem to be operating again, uh, <laughs> will be when we get together to do the Brain Trust episode of Infinity War, which hopefully we'll get together in the next few weeks or so. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to do no fancy outro, man. It's an emergency pod for a reason. Find this wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, hyphen podcastgroup.com, the mark rob.wordpress.com, hyphen universe.com, hyphen, hyphen universe, hyphen nation, Barack Obama approved. I'm Kellen Conley. That was Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>